Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Duke Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Williams, and this is your co-host, Steve Wiseman. What's going on, Steve? Sheldon, how are you? We've, we have made it to a day that we knew was coming, but uh, nobody really wanted to admit it was coming, right? <laughs> Coach K's last game. Um, right. I'm Steve, uh, let me, I'm Steve Wiseman from the News and Observer, the Duke, Duke beat writer for the paper, and uh, been chronicling this all season. Sheldon's been watching. He's been in some games, a couple of games. He's coming back for the Carolina game tomorrow. Um, uh, boy, the, the team's playing really well. Uh, they've wrapped up the ACC regular season, which is a fantastic accomplishment. Something you did 2006. You were part of that team. So, right. um, but uh, boy, there's a lot of emotions flowing through Durham right now, inside and outside the program. I'm just wondering, you know, how you're feeling about all this. I know you're getting ready for an exciting weekend coming back to campus again. Just, uh, you know, what do you think about the fact that we finally gotten here to the last home game? Yeah, I mean, the first part, um, I can't believe it's been, what, 16 years since Duke has won an outright, you know, yeah. number one spot in the ACC. 16 years, which is crazy. I'm like, dang. And I was <laughs> uh, part of that team with the last uh, the last time they actually won it. So, yeah, it's it just crazy, especially, you know, we, we have had, what, two national championship teams during that, that span. And, and at least yeah. I think five tournament championships since then. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We have to have only happened, uh, you know, zero times in you know sixteen years. That's that's that's, that's wild. That's wild. <laughs> so I was kind of thrown back uh, back by that. But um, yeah, as the season goes along and it's dwindling down, we all knew that it was going to be Coach K's last year. But that was months months ago. Mm-hmm. And at that time, like, all right, that's still a long season. You still got a long time before that even happens. Now, when things are kind of dwelling down and they play against um, Pitt uh, Wednesday, I'm like, oh, that's the last regular season away game that yeah. Coach K is going to actually coach. And now the last home game that Coach is ever going to coach at Duke. And I'm like, it's really happening. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> we've been – so blessed to have over four decades of greatness and watching this guy uh, be the, the the goat that he is. And now that I know all good things come to an end, but not necessarily you're always ready for it. And it's going to be kind of bittersweet because you, one, you want to respect the long journey and the great career, coaching career he's had. And then also, two looking forward to the next step, which is going to be John Shire taking over. He's already a 2-0 head coach, you know, mm-hmm. this year so far. So, and they have the number one recruiting class coming in, top five the following year. So yeah. the ball is not dropping and Coach mm-hmm. K is not riding off in the sunset like he, don't, he, like he normally says. He's still going to be around. You don't build something like Duke University for the last four, 42 years and just kind of go away. He's still going to be around the, the program and I can't see Coach K having no other way. Right. Now he said he he won't be at home games next year. He's not going to go to games, which is Ooh. yeah. Uh, just yesterday we had a press conference with him, and he's not still even just, in the back. Not, not even in the. I mean, that's, well, maybe. Now see that we don't know that. <laughs> he said he don't want to be hovering. 
But if he's behind the scenes in the back, maybe he won't be hovering. He'll be behind. Yeah. That's a yeah, good point. Yeah. That's a yeah, real good yeah. point. <laughs> but he's kind of said, you know, he doesn't want to sit up there. And now that's in contrast. You know, Roy Williams is there in every game and they show him every game. And that's fine. I mean, I don't think he was, I don't think he was poking at, at Roy that way. I think he's just, this is the way I want to do it. You know, if that's mm-hmm. what they want to do, it, that's fine. But um, so, of course, you know, on social media, people are going crazy with that, thinking it's uh, of course, another of course. UNC versus Duke thing, man. That's what we yeah, do. especially around this time right now. So yeah, <laughs> but, but I mean, I, yeah. I, I get it. Both both ways are different. I mean, Roy's also the one that's like, you know what? I don't want a farewell tour. I just want to go ahead and let y'all know this is my last co- game on coaching. You know, just kind of exactly. out of blue that type thing. So and Coach yep. K does it differently, where he wants a his tour. But you know what? This is it. I want no more questions about when, uh, how much longer. This is it for me, that type of thing. So right. I, I get it, you know, both aspects and everything. You have pros and cons to both ways, but yeah, it, it's that time of year again. So it's always going to be something that's going to be connected <laughs> with the Duke Carolina. It's like, oh, what is he really saying? And, you know, that type of thing. So <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. All good fun. All it's good all fun. it's all good. That's right. That's right. But uh, yeah, I mean, you you mentioned this season, and and again, you know, we knew back in uh, you know October, well, in June, but we get. October the season starts. We're going through this, and it's the first, the Champions Classic, you know, his last first game of this last season, and all that. And then we kind of got into a routine, you know, they were going along. And even when they started in the ACC play, and we had all the ceremonies before games, the gifts, the, you know, Florida State making donations to the Emily K Center and um, the stuff Louisville did, which was fantastic, giving him the engraved Louisville slugger bat with a signature on it and the bottle of maker's mark and blue Duke colors. Um, Denny crumb coming out there for that. I know that was, that really hit coach K kind of emotional. That was a big thing for him right, right, being out right. there with Denny crumb. And, and then in the last week here, uh, you know, they went to Virginia and, you know, I've been in that building and, you know, Virginia fans bring as much vile and hate toward Duke and coach K as anybody. Uh, and, uh, Tony Bennett grabs the microphone uh, at Virginia's coach and says, you know, this is for all he's done for our sport, college basketball, for USA basketball. He mentioned Mickey and she's been a great uh, coach's wife. And, and they gave coach K a big, uh, you know, like a, a Jersey, a framed Jersey kind of thing and a trophy. And he got an ovation from Virginia's fans. And I know that touched him. And then Syracuse, uh, we knew he and Bayheimer buddies. Like that's gonna, right, right. But they right. they named a scholarship in his name at Syracuse for uh, a student who's involved in the military or has a family in the military, because military uh, Syracuse has a good tie with, with West Point and all that stuff. And yeah, and, not too far away, right? Right, right. It's yeah. maybe a couple hours away over there. So um, that you know, it's the the captain Mike Shashevsky scholarship award because he was a captain when he retired from the army and that really impacted him because that's you know what army and west point means to him and the leadership and then he goes to pittsburgh and it's jeff capel and uh i know that was a hard night for jeff i mean he was wiping away tears after the the pregame ceremony when he gave coach that the statue of the fist they made it out of pittsburgh steel yeah, yeah you know yeah. what the fist means right so uh I mean, uh, I'm part of the brotherhood and everything, but yeah, 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 all all in one, you know. You, you five for one. Together, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, and so that's why Jeff did that. And uh, uh, before the game, Jeff, you know, walked over and shook hands with everybody, uh, hugged Coach K, and then he went into the stands and hugged Mickey. 
which you don't ever see a head coach like the game's about to start, right? That we're within five minutes and he's in the stands. I mean, that just tells you the gravity of what we're dealing with here, right? So again, I know that uh, as much as Coach K has tried to compartmentalize his emotions, these last three things are starting this buildup and the finality of it. And what you talk about, like we're finally here. Uh, it's he's starting to let his guard down a little bit. And, and so, you know, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow night, tomorrow afternoon, uh, as far as how he's going to handle it. Uh, I know he's going to be locked in on the game, trying to give the team all he can, but it's going to be raw. It's going to be a, it's going to be special. And I, I know you're coming back and you're going to be part of it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I- I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, it's going to be very special. I mean, um, you you already kind of said it. It's going to be 80-plus players uh, coming back for the game, just having different generations of players all come in and trying to be there uh, supporting him and, you know, wishing him farewell on his next chapter of life and everything. But it's, it's tough because when you think of Duke basketball, Coach K is Duke basketball. So yeah. it's kind of – hard to think about, at least for me, because I'm so far removed from when he actually first took over. It's kind of hard for me to think about Duke basketball before the Coach K era. And honestly, <laughs> forever, <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> Coach K. You know, like, Duke basketball, yeah, go Coach K. You know, like th- that type thing. Right. You know, you know, people have like, you no know, Chris Leitner and Grant Hill and, you know, those guys, Jay Williams, those guys. Yeah. But it's, it's, Duke basketball and Coach K, you know, <laughs> hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> what um, what kind of conversations have you had with with some of your former team? I know JJ's coming back, right? I know he's he's already committed to coming back, and uh, or other you know former players that you're friends with, or uh, about what what y'all want to do tomorrow night, what you, what y'all expect it to be. Like, just give me some of your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, some of the players I've talked to already, um, some of them are already there today are getting in today. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get into tomorrow, but um, I was just there last week. That's why I didn't make a long weekend of it um, yeah. for, for this weekend. But um, honestly, I knew the magnitude of this weekend. I didn't want to be in God to kind of seems to get in the way, um, that type thing. So that's never been my, my MO. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm just there to support. But I know for a lot of the uh, players, they're going to be there, but also it's like a, a family reunion type where yeah. we get to see each other again. Cause you no, know, we normally do, do this like for the coach K Academy in the summer where mm-hmm. we have all these players come back, but now having it for the first time that I can think of in a regular season, we might have a, a game or two where we have a lot of, you know, quote unquote guys come back, but it's never this magnitude. Obviously there's a reason why, um, but we never have this magnitude of you know, all these players come back during the regular season game. So to be able to catch up with a lot of these guys, and be able to have dinner and drinks and just reminisce about all the times that are our, our stories of Coach K, good and bad, you know, just kind of going back and forth about that. And I'm sure it's going to be an amazing time. Just by, It might be a long night, to be honest with you, but it yeah. should be a fun long night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, um, yeah, it's going to be, you know, obviously we've got a game. We'll talk about that later on in our podcast here about the actual oh, game, Duke against yeah. Carolina. There is actually a game. Doesn't matter in the standings for Duke. They've already wrapped it up, but we'll get into that later. But um, so yeah, but we uh, uh, we do have a uh, a sponsor to hear from here. It's a good time to break into that. We got our uh, this is our um, our podcast is sponsored by Bet Online, 
and uh, uh, well, since football's over now for the season, but basketball's full steam, both pro and college hoops for the latest odds, tool totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code believe that's B L E A V to get started. And it's not just basketball. Bet online is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage, best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager in all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. Um, you know, uh, it's funny. I just, uh, just within the last couple of days, speaking of Bet Online and, 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 the, and the brackets and everything, Paulo Bancaro is sponsoring Yahoo's um, bracket games. He's got an NIL deal. Paulo Bancaro and Chet Holmgren from uh, Gonzaga are going to okay. be okay. in commercials or promoting that. And I know it's the new world we live in, right? Can you imagine like being part of bracket stuff, like when you're a player? <laughs> right, right. And I mean, honestly, uh, even when I was a player, it was just fun because like me, my dad, my brother growing up, we used to do, you know, brackets within our family and see who has the most points. You know, the first round be one point, second round be second, you know, two points, whatever. And kind of go from there, whatever. Yeah. And we used to always go back and forth. And at the time, you go from not really knowing much about a lot of the teams to all of a sudden you get in high school where you know a lot about a lot of the teams. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm actually in the tournament. So I'm filling out, <laughs> of course, I'm being biased. Duke, 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 my my brother and my dad, we still do that to this day. Oh, and cool. Also, um, different uh, family members where you actually like, you no, know, uh, I don't never do it really for money. It's more so just having something fun to do. Yeah. And that's the thing that I really liked about it because it's it's fun. And I love the March Madness time just because it's so unpredictable, so chaotic. And even with this year coming up, with how everybody keeps losing when they get a rank. And then all of a sudden they keep, you know, they keep losing whatever. They're like, yeah. Man, like, can anybody hold on to a ranking, you know, for more than a week or two? Right. You know, that type of thing. So it's going to be even more fun to watch this year, just because I think the the chaos of college basketball is going to be terrific. But go back to your the point you were saying, like I couldn't imagine having my face be <laughs> uh, <laughs> the face of the the college bracket uh, bracketology and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. It brings back so much, so many memories. <laughs> it's a different world, but speaking of family, I do want to, you mentioned your family and we're talking about this weekend and, and, and the family, the brotherhood of the, of the players and all that. But I mean, really coach K's family is, is, is such a huge part of that. I know Debbie Shashevsky, uh Saverino has, has been done a, played a big role in planning this weekend, uh, all the events that will be going on. And um, uh, uh, you know, of course, Mickey will be right there and she's part of it. Um what do you remember about uh, and, and what, I guess, uh, uh, bonds did you form with, you know, with, with Mickey, with Mrs. K and then, and then Debbie being around the program, being, you know, being part of the legacy fund and everything. Well, having them around, it was almost like uh, just having an extension of your family. I mean, one, we knew that coach K was big on family. Uh, as you see how the development of the brotherhood had started to what it is now all the people that kind of buy into that and coming back 
you know, whether you were part of organizations back in the 80s, all the way up until the current players, there's there's a connection outside of Duke basketball, which is Coach K, that's bringing everybody together. And that's what the whole brotherhood was all about, which is kind of connecting with these uh, different generations and making sure that we have two ties together, you know, both Duke University as well as Coach K. Now that Coach K is going to be uh, not the head coach anymore, it's going to be Duke University. So that, but I believe that the brotherhood is actually, you know, strong enough to actually be that, you know, common denominator for everybody to come back. But yeah. having um, his daughters and his wife be a part of uh, Duke basketball, you know, one, you see them all the time where <laughs> it may be a time where you just got your butt kicked by Coach K and they see you in the hallway and they know it and be like, I just need to give you a hug, you know, that, <laughs> that, that type thing, you know, <laughs> yeah. like your family might be far away from home and things like that. And I, they've been around the program long enough to know that when it's your day, it's your day. So yeah. you're walking around with your head down, you know, that type thing. And then they see that and they see you in the hallway, like, Hey, just give me, just give me a hug. Just give me a hug, you know, make, make you feel better. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and they know they've, they've been around enough. They know when those days are going to happen. That's part of this, whole process, you know, right. and, uh, and being away from home and all that. And of course you were, you were, uh, in school when the, the Emily Shevsky center opened Emily K right. opened in like 2006, right. I think, right. 2005 yep, yep. in honor of the mom. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, Jamie Spatola, his, his, uh, um, youngest daughter has been, uh, a big part of that. She's been on the board of that and, and helped organize that. She's been playing a major role in that. So, um, yeah, in fact, we had a story in the News Observer today about um, the the way that Duke's program and Coach K have helped cement the bonds between Durham and Duke. And when Coach K came to Durham, a lot of the, especially the the African American community in Durham, were Carolina fans because of all the work Dean Smith did to integrate Chapel Hill and and the progressive things he did to help uh, in that area uh, at, at a time when he was going against the grain in the sixties. Right. I mean, he really put his right. neck out there. Right. Um, but over time now uh, that has changed. I mean, a lot of, uh, a lot of Durham uh, have become Duke fans, which I think it was kind of like Duke was kind of separate from Durham for a while, but I don't know if you saw that when you were in school, if you, if you noticed that a lot of people were, were rooting for, for Duke and Durham as before, before you got there, I think they were all Carolina fans. Yeah. I mean, uh, when I got there, um, it was pretty much like a like almost like the whole state was Carolina with mm-hmm. little pockets here and there that type thing. You know, you we go down to uh, Raleigh, of course, that's you know NC State country, and then Winston Salem, Wake Forest. But then if you go down to Charlotte, you know, and you still see like you no know, Carolina stuff, you know, more so than Duke stuff. Yeah, and, and you know, going back home as my years were developing. I started seeing a lot more people wearing Duke stuff in our little bubble, but then we go outside of our bubble, like go up to New York and it's huge, you know, Duke fans out there. So I'm like being that back at home, that Duke, yeah. uh, I'm sorry, that uh, New York and New Jersey area where we go play with the Izod back then when it's called Izod, mm-hmm. uh, where the Nets used to play at. Yeah, East Rutherford, yeah. Right, right. And then uh, go up to a garden, play in the garden, and then we have a huge following because a lot of people are out there you know, Duke-wise, mm-hmm. and then you go to different places. Yeah, we are a team that everybody wants to see lose, but also there's a lot of fans that we have around this, you know, the country too. So it's been kind of cool to kind of see that where 
we're not as hated as more people. Most people think we are. Right. I've noticed that too, traveling around, going to all the games on the road, you know, like the Gonzaga game last year in, in Vegas, uh, you know, last November, it was, it was as many Duke fans as were Gonzaga fans. I mean, it was, it, it was cool. And, and we were on their side of the country, you know, like, yeah, I think like normally it's a little bit different. Like, you know, uh, like back in the day, like say like a UCLA, you know, that if you go on that side of the country, it's going to be a lot more UCLA fans and there's going to be anything else, whatever. But yeah, it's exactly. pretty cool how the development of our fans have been and, we still have love wherever we go. So that's, that's, a, that's another good thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and um, you know, we talked earlier about Coach K's emotions and everything, and he's trying to keep it focused on the team. And, uh, you know, I just uh, – tomorrow, uh, I know – again, we had the press conference with him on uh, yesterday on Thursday, and he, he admitted that he's going to have to have a, have a tough talk with himself is how he phrased it. Like, you need to keep, keep your eyes on the road. Uh, because he knows it's there and the, his emotions are on the surface. Whereas before he was able to kind of you know, push him down on that. And uh, yeah. I think when he sees all you guys, that's going to, that's going to hit him. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he sees it because everywhere he goes, everybody kind of gives him a reminder of how great his coaching story has been, whether it be something that they looked up to inspiring, um, just admiring, respecting, whatever it is that everywhere he goes, they pay homage to him. I give him, like you said earlier in the car, in this podcast, a little gift and everything. So yeah. for this to actually come to an actual end, I, I can see that being hard just because one, he's so focused when he's actually uh, in game mode, he's so focused with blinders on of what he needs to do. And th- that's what it is. But now that this is more so not just about the game, about the 42 years that people are paying homage to mm-hmm. now is different where you like, how do you carve out space for you in a space that's supposed to be for the whole team too? You know, that yeah. type of thing. So it's, it's it, I'm sure it's difficult to do. I mean, if anybody can do it, he can, but <laughs> he's, yeah. human. he's still human. So he's still gonna have those emotions kind of come up and everything. So, yeah. Man, it's going to be going to be quite a day. And uh, you know, again, we mentioned there is a game to talk about. We are going to talk about in a minute. But uh, first, we have uh, uh, a couple of new sponsors to talk about here. Uh, Sheldon's going to uh, tell us about Nord and the VPN service they provide for everybody. Yes. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what Nord VPN is here for—to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats that you face today and on, on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connect- connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make that everything you do online stay secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system, with NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection and plans start just for under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the believe code, that's B-L-E-A-V to get up the 70%, I'm sorry, get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. 
It's also risk-free with Norris 30-day money-back guarantee. Yeah, and uh, we also have one more new sponsor here on our on the Believe in Duke podcast. It's Athletic Greens. Uh, tons of people take multi- multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that has top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and anti- antipogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens take ownership of your health. And speaking of taking ownership, we talked earlier in the show about how Duke has taken ownership of the ACC this year, winning the regular season, first place, top seed in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, they won, In 2010, they shared it with Maryland. Duke was the number one seed because they won the head-to-heads. But first time since 06, Duke's been number one. Nope, they're not going to share it with anybody because Notre Dame lost the other night. So Duke's got All a right. one-game lead with one game to go, and they can only extend it. Notre Dame can't catch him. So All how right. about that? Two game lead actually with, with one game to go. So um, let's talk about how this team's playing. Talk about the game uh, 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 Saturday night. Again, it doesn't mean anything in the standings for Duke. That doesn't mean that mean something to the players, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, anytime these two teams play, um, rankings go out the window. I mean, we've seen in the past where it could be a high ranked team and a low ranked team playing when these two teams match up and still be a great game. Obviously, I don't think it's going to be like it was when we went out there a couple weeks ago to Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be a better game. I think I still think we have a, a chance to have the, to win the game, especially being at home. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll be a better and closer game. And honestly, I'm glad I'm going to be in the building to actually watch it. <laughs> um, you know, be a part of this uh, historic day. But um, I think it's going to be a better game. I mean, it, it's it's two great teams. It's, it, ha- it has to be. It can't be. It can't be anything else. And, and Carolina's really kind of playing with house money. They don't, you know, nobody expects him to go in there. And, you know, this is a game that they lost, you know, they lost badly last time. Duke just crushed them. And so they're playing for their pride, of course. But, uh, you know, all the pressure's on Duke. Uh, it's their home game. They don't want to lose Coach K's last game, right? Last home game. That would be, especially to Carolina, you don't want to have that. You don't have to right. wear that the rest of your career, right? Right, right. I mean, they, so. like you said, they're playing for pride. I mean, they have that in the back <laughs> of their mind where, but hey, we lost at our place, and it wasn't just a loss; it was more of a butt kicking. Yeah, and yeah. Now that we're going to go to your place, and you have all this stuff going on with your 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 place, let's take advantage of the distractions and try to do that. So I'm guessing that's what Carolina's trying to do. But for a Duke on their side, we're like, hey, yeah, it may be distractions, but these are good distractions. This is more of an honoring type thing, whatever. And at the end of the day, we're still not trying to lose to our rival. And we know what we did to you last time. We're going to try to sit here and try to extend that lead again and make it, you know, even more memorable this time. And if in case we actually got to face up in the uh, ACC tournament. 
Yeah. Which, which, which doesn't really happen that much, which is kind of strange. It uh, happened, um, you know, when Duke won in 17, they played yeah, Carolina. Right, though. And 19, Zion's team, they played. That was the first time Zion actually played against Carolina because he was hurt before, right? Right, like right. shoe and all that. So, um, yeah, you're right. It doesn't happen as much as you would think. It's, I've right. been on the beat 12 years. I think it's happened three times. So, yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah. It's not that often. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, the team's won seven games. Duke's won seven games in a row now. And since that Virginia loss, and they'd won five in a row before that, that's, they've won 12 of the last 13. They're hot. They're really hot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one thing Coach K mentioned after the Virginia game, the road game up there when they won last week, was that leading into that game, they challenged the team like a veteran Duke team. Not like, They didn't treat them like freshmen. They added something to the scouting report and, you know, the defensive alignments they were doing. And, and the team came through and won. And I know that um, they were very happy. Uh, the, the team has, was able to handle that. That at this point in the season, they've grown to be able to handle that kind of thing. Um, so, um, what what does that mean to you when you hear that that's what the team's doing? Yeah, I mean uh, that right there is a, a sign of growth um, with a, a younger team. I mean, I remember watching that game, and it was a Clark of like, yes, start stop him, and the game is over. Like this guy had what he had, had uh, eighteen points in the first half. Yeah, was, six three pointers in the first half. Yeah, I was like. Just guard him, and we're good. We're up twenty. Like, <laughs> when did he turn into Seth, uh, you know Steph Curry, man? Yeah, yeah. I was like, but, man, uh, I was like, hold on, who is this guy? I had to Google him and everything. Like, is this like <laughs> an anomaly right here? Like, what? I don't understand what's going on. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, a, a game like that, a lot of times they don't have a, a second half the same way. Fortunately for us, that helped out because, like, the guy was cooking, and in, uh, in the first half. But for the team to actually uh, come around and adhere to what Coach K was saying before the game, I'm sure he repeated it during the halftime as well, mm-hmm. um, for them to you know take that next step up as a young team to a veteran team and take notice of that, I think it was uh, speaks volumes of that, of what this team has been doing so far. And they wound up going uh, from Virginia to, uh, I believe, it was Syracuse, yep. then Pittsburgh, yep. and now coming into uh, Carolina. So I'm hoping that they still stay with that same mindset because this is something that we've seen a lot of veteran teams in the past of Duke University do, just holding on to that same mindset and don't let, like I said before with Coach K, with the blinders and everything, having yeah. that blinders on and everything else will take care of itself once you get there. Don't look at it your left or your right, just stay the course and we'll address it when it comes. And the other things, the last two games, Syracuse and Pittsburgh, Duke came out in the first 10 minutes of the game and just clubbed them and it was over, right? Getting like a 23 to eight lead or, you know, whatever it was. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. but they just took it out. It was, the game was over before halftime. Right, and, right. uh, and uh, Virginia, they did that to a certain extent. I think they had like a 10 point lead early and then Virginia cut, cut back and, Virginia kept coming back, getting close, but they never did really catch Duke. And then at the end, AJ Griffin made those. They be he scored eight points in a row in the last three minutes and a couple yeah. of threes, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so they closed that. That was closed. That that's two things here. They closed out a close game on the road, which was a really big step, right? Against a good defensive team, Virginia. And then the next two games, they didn't ride on those laurels. They went out and just just clobbered teams that they were much better than, and made it not a game. Didn't let them hang around. You got no chance today. This is our game. So 
those three things, those three games together to me really say a lot about this team and what they're doing as they head into, you know, the ACC tournament. And also I do want to mention this after the Pittsburgh game, I talked to Trevor Keels, asked him, Hey, you guys just, you know, they, they clinched at least a tie of the regular season. Right. And um, that was one of your goals. You get to hang a banner. What does that mean? And he said, it's, we're glad, but we're going to celebrate after the Carolina game. We're not going to celebrate for them because that's a, to me, that's a mature answer too. Right. Uh, they, they need to finish this off right by winning Saturday night. Yeah. And uh, I know coach K, he always breaks up the season and like, little sections of the season where you go like, you know, whatever it is. And then it's like a day off. So if you have like four or five games, there's a stretch where you're looking at these four or five games, then it's a day off mind reset. And then we go again for the next, whoever it is for the next day off type thing. And Mm -hmm. he looked at things like that. So for them to have this mindset and still them, you know, starting to get, get, you know, this mindset, ingrained into they you know their brains and everything it's it's good to see because we saw the the big stomping the first part of the Carolina game right then they let them come back and it wasn't come back as like you know it's a close game type thing but they shouldn't have never came back we took their heart and pretty much didn't just keep our foot on the gas pedal mm-hmm. we kind of like let up and played mm-hmm. the scoreboard so with this, with the uh, Syracuse and the Pittsburgh game, I felt like it was more so like, all right, we had a big lead and we're going to keep our foot on the gas pedal until time runs off. We're not going to get bored or whatever it is, you know, how some teams are, especially young teams are when they sure. get big. And I sure. think that was a sign of maturity right there, just in that, that what, week and a half or so uh, from yeah. the game to that. So yeah. I was really impressed with that, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, that's a good sign. And that's what we're talking about is, is they get, get ready to go in the, in the postseason because, you know, this is where uh, this team talked about, you know, collecting banners. I know they had like three, three goals, regular season, ACC, ACC tournament, national championship. So they got one down. Then they won't even think about Brooklyn until after they finish off this game with Carolina. Cause that's, that's not a banner game, but that's its own thing. As we talked about, they don't want to lose that. Right. Be wearing that for the rest of their career. So, uh, and then they'll start looking into, you know, uh, they start playing next Thursday in Brooklyn. Um, at noon because they're the number one seed. They get to play early, so noon, and then they play at 7 o'clock the next night, and then the championship be Saturday night if they get that far. So uh, th- that is great. Again, um, we, uh, we're we looking forward to this game tomorrow night with Carolina, all the pageantry of Coach K's last game. ESPN's got 34 cameras inside camera to, <laughs> to cover 34. Is that um, all? <laughs> Three at least have 42, uh, 42 years. Like, come on, 42. I know you like, think so, right? <laughs> if it was a bigger building, then maybe they would. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, they've got the regular broadcast on ACC Network. They have the alternate broadcast with West Durham and those guys announcing. That's that's the Coach K cam. They're going to have a camera on Coach K the whole game. They'll be talking about what he's doing and what's going on on the bench. And then on the ESPN app, they've got two other alternate feeds of one like uh, kind of a hover cam going over things. Oh, oh like the football thing where they be yeah. going back? No. Yes, okay, exactly. Okay. So okay. how a, about that? Look at Cameron <laughs> the Stadium and everything. It looked like a football field. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. They're giving it the full effect. This is like okay, okay. what they do for the national championship game. They're doing all this for like a regular season game, which is very right, unusual. Right. Yeah, yeah. But that's what we're talking about here. So anyway, um, yeah. So it's going to be a great day, a great night in Durham. Can't wait to see you when you get to town tomorrow, Sheldon. Well, it'll be wonderful. 
Uh, and then uh, we'll have a great game, hopefully. And uh, and then after we're, we're going to have another episode early next week before the ACC tournament, we're going to wrap up the experience of the weekend of the last, the last game uh, and Sheldon's experiences being there. I'll talk about it. We'll, we'll chop that up and then we'll get ready. We'll preview the ACC tournament. That'll be coming up next week on the believe in Duke podcast. But for now uh, we've got enough to think about tomorrow night. And uh, it's been, this has been a fun episode, Sheldon. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. And it's going to be a big night. So uh, uh, safe travels to you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> coming in and it's going to be a, Pretty, pretty awesome. I'm hoping to get the, I guess, the tail end of college uh, game day. I want to be out there like a like a student and a fan and everything. I want to be out there in the atmosphere. Hopefully, it's not died down by the time I'm out there and everything. But uh, it's it's gonna be a great game. Uh, this is crazy. That it's gonna be the end of uh, our first regular season podcast and everything. So it came yeah. to came to an end in, in, in a sense, but uh, not yeah. the end of the show. But it's been great. So I'm uh, looking forward to seeing you, seeing the game, and everybody else to continue listening to us uh, while we uh, get ready to go into AC tournament, then March Madness. Absolutely. So we thank all our listeners for, for sticking by us all year. It's been fun. And we got plenty more to come in March. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a great March for Duke basketball. So um, we'll be we'll be getting back on that early next week. So join us then. Thanks a lot. That's sit here on this episode of the Believe in Duke podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.